This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. From the Fifth Quarter Studios in Madison, Wisconsin, you're listening to Coach Unplugged. And now, your host, Steve Collins. Hey everybody, happy Monday, episode 677 of Coach Unplugged. Very happy today. I'm very proud today. Today I'm uh, I'm using an interview that I did for an award I won Um so it's pretty exciting. So I'm, I'm sharing that with you. But before we, we jump into that, I'd like to give a big two shout out to our two sponsors. First of all, Dr. Dish. Um, so I think it was in January when they launched their new Dr. Dish CT, which is, you know, that, that shooting machine in which they had a huge video enabled touchscreen. Um, the only one that's available, all these videos, all these workouts. So it's great. Go over and check it out. Mention Coach Unplugged. They'll give you $350 off your next purchase. Also, go over and check out teachubes.com for coaches who want to get better videos, community, teamwork, handouts, you name it, we got it. Um, and today, if you're listening on August 3rd, which is today, um, you're going to get a special deal. It is going to be the lowest price we're going to might call my back to school special week, um, and it's going to be decreasing. So today is going to be 20% off. It is going to be the lowest price we are going to offer in 2020. Prices are actually going to be increasing. So if you want to join, um, come on over. Um, anybody that joins today, doesn't matter what the price says on August 3rd, it will be 20% off at checkout. So, um, it's 14 day free trial, so you don't have to worry about it. It will be, we will take care of that on our end and it'll be 20% off today only August 3rd. So hopefully you're listening today and let's head off to the podcast. All right. So yeah, um, thanks again for taking the time to chat. This is basically a, uh, very new program for us. It's called our coach of the month program. Uh, I Uh, less than a year ago really about nine or ten months now and they had started it prior to me joining so I kind of played ball for the first six months and now I'm taking it over a little bit looking to find uh, some coaches really right now that that are kind of yourself and have done a really good job of using social using the internet to build their brand okay Um, I love seeing that so you're one that really caught my eye 
having on. I know we talked a little bit about potentially doing some stuff with your podcast and sponsoring it. And to be honest with you, Steve, if, if it was my call, we would be doing that in a heartbeat. No, I get it. I'm just telling you, yeah. I get asked all the time for that kind of stuff. I bet. I bet. It's crazy. And it's like, I mean. To be honest with you, those, those rates, like, that's lower than what I expected, which I, I think is also what my boss and her boss, they don't quite understand yet. No, no, I'm under, I'm undervalued. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I'm not undervalued, but I'm under, um, charging. Actually, yeah, absolutely. Her. So, I mean, I'm, I am the I'm perfect niche. What, what they don't get is I'm the perfect niche. I mean, I mean, I am yeah. so like my two podcasts, no one listen to my podcast unless they're a basketball. They don't listen to either one of them at all. Yeah. Um, but, it is. I know how that works. So again, I'm going to keep pushing for that, and I, yeah. and I hope that we can collaborate in, honestly, yep. multiple ways down the road. But to okay. start, um, really, this interview is more of just uh, kind of getting to know no you worries. and your background, yeah. getting into coaching, and maybe advice you have for other coaches. It's okay. very much uh, focused on that. Uh, well, I, ha I have a few questions, but at the same time, I'd really like very much conversational. Um, yep, no worries. I'm sure you know as a podcaster, those tend to be uh, the best uh, <laughs> audio. And um, so really, I I'm just curious to start out, how did you get into coaching? I'm assuming an athletic background and then kind of stumbled into it, or, or how did that all happen for you? Uh, well, I, I mean, I was a high school player, um, and then I played um, collegiately at Lawrence University, which is in northern Wisconsin, and I grew up in a basketball family, so... My brother played at Dartmouth, played against Michael Jordan. Um, that's his claim to fame. He never got a shot off over Michael. Um, so I was always in a basketball family, and I'm like fifth-generation teacher. Um, my brother's not a teacher. My brother runs like one of the most lucrative or one of the most active VC companies in the country, which is, wow. you know, yeah, it's crazy. Um, so, and he coached basketball for a while too. So that's what's crazy. He runs that and he still coaches his daughter and coach high school basketball. It's a little bit in our blood. Um, and then I graduated, looked for, I basically looked for a teaching job, got a job in Northern Wisconsin for about seven years. And then um, an opportunity opened up in Madison, which is where I grew up. Great town. Um, go Badgers and uh, came down here. And then an opportunity opened up. I got to a school that had been underachieving. Um, for a long time, and then um, was an assistant for a couple of years, and then the opportunity opened to take the job. I was the only applicant, which is still crazy. No one else applied. Yeah. It was so they. It was that that tells you something about no one else wanted the job. To be honest with you, and then um, we slowly built it, and you know I was lucky. I got I I got some you know I got some guys to come to school. I knew we had I knew we had a group coming in about five or six years. And one of them, obviously, Wesley Matthews, who plays for the Bucks now. Nice, okay. Yeah, yeah, was, yeah. A six, was a sixth grader or seventh grader. So I knew I knew I had some talent coming. I just gonna have to hold on for that. And then I was really lucky. You know, I had four, I've had four Mr. Basketballs for the state of Wisconsin, which is crazy. So it's the most Mr. Basketballs. Uh, Could have probably had a couple more, to be honest with you, at some point. I lost some audio there, are you still there? I'm still there. Can you hear me? Yeah. So the last thing, last thing I had heard was the, the Wesley Matthews and he had some talent coming in. And I lost on yep. for a bit. Sorry. Okay. That's no problem. So then, um, so I had, uh, so Wesley, so then I ended up having four Mr. Basketballs. Um, wow. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, you know, we had a stretch. We've had a stretch. We've been really lucky. We, um, you know, we made 10 consecutive state tournaments. You know, I've had a lot of, you know, once, once one kind of kid comes, a lot of kids start, ooh, I want to go to high school there. Um, and we yep. were really, really lucky that way. Um, 
And uh, yeah, no, it's been a great run. I'm, I'm getting to coach my son. He's a senior this year. So it's like, I kind of had, I had a, I had a great wave and then, you know, kind of like, Ooh, and then my son was coming up and it's like, you get kind of, a, I got a kind of a second win there with him coming up and being excited. But yeah, it's been, uh, it, you know, I, people have asked why I haven't left and I've had some opportunities to leave and why would I leave? You know, it's, it's uh, yeah. the great school. Both my kids go there. I think Barry Alvarez, the, the AD for the Badgers said mm-hmm. that point, it's like, why would I leave? I built the thing. Why would I leave? You know, it's like, it's the same thing here. It's like, I'm, you know, eventually I'm going to leave, but why would I leave? It's a great, it's a great situation. And uh, I, I, you know, I get to teach all day. I get to teach statistics and math. So I love that too. And uh, yeah, so that's kind of where, and then this whole thing, you know, the social media and all that came out. The funny part is I was like Mr. Anti-social media until 2011. And the deal I all made. Coaches. Every coach in the world was. <laughs> And I was anti, I even got a Snapchat this year. That's how far. Um, wow. Cause we were Snapchatting today about Kobe. But anyway, yeah. I, uh, I told my, I told my AP stats class that if we won the state tournament, I would get a Twitter account. So I've had Twitter since 2011 and I, they had, a, they set it up for me. They showed me how to use it. And was that the first year you, you kind of considering social media? The first yeah, time that was the first like part. Like that. It, it, it's a it's a weird kids don't understand so i started that and then it's like i started on youtube because it's like oh i got all these things i want to share with coaches but where do i do it and then and people forget how hard it was to upload things on youtube initially like i had to get a camera and i had to hook a computer and i had oh yeah little di- people don't remember now you just do it on your phone hit one thing and it's on youtube so that's kind of and then it went from twitter to that so, and I'm not on everything. Yeah. I'm not, I mean, I'm on Snapchat with kind of my team and stuff, but Instagram is not one that I've really kind of jumped into. Cause yep. I think you can have two. Basketball, basketball and football I've seen. It's really, I've kind of just dove into the coaching community on Twitter and Twitter is, is really where basketball and football coaches seem it to is. be. And, and then what, want. what I've started recently is um, like, I have the two most popular Facebook groups for basketball coaches out there yep, that, you google yeah. facebook groups i have one with yeah. like ten thousand. i have one with like eight thousand. that was that's a relatively new occurrence too that's like within the last two year two or three years yeah. but it's like i think they just want places to talk and yeah. i had one i had one coach on it today say you know how do we get our questions answered because i have to sift it because there's a lot of spam inappropriate stuff that if you let it go it'll yep. make your group horrible so i said well i'm working on it you're like 287 in the queue right now <laughs> because you know, I don't want to release all of them as they come. I, I release like three or four a day yeah. because I want them to discuss the stuff that they're asked. I said, we're about five weeks out from your getting yours posted, but we'll, we're working on it. So I try what to- is the, What is the name of that? Before I forget the, the name of that uh, Facebook group, I'd love to- Okay, there's two of them. So there's basketball coaches. That's it. I call it, it basketball coaches. And the other one is basketball um, drills, practice plans, something. I named it something that they were all asking questions about. But both will be probably searchable with just your name too, right? Uh, yeah, they should be, I think. If you just go to groups and type okay. in basketball coaches and basketball drills, that's the two that will come up. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. You'll, there's other ones that have maybe three or 4,000, but that one just – and it's yeah. – you know, I get like – and I got – and then the problem is you have people that just – so recently I found something that would help me kind of sift out um, – I'm very popular in the Philippines. I don't know. <laughs> But they've all joined within the last three weeks. It's crazy. It's like spam kind of thing. So there's yeah. a, there's some things that can kind of sift out the ones that are 
basically trying to spam you or trying to like they're not really interested in, they're not basketball coach. they look like they're 12 years old why are you joining a facebook group kind of but yeah there's uh yeah both of them i that that's the one that's kind of surprised me a little bit um in the last probably year and a half two years social media wise because they're very active if you go on a look you'll see yeah. always asking questions they're confused you know the thing is you never know what facebook's going to do two weeks from now they might change the whole thing yeah yeah, I do think there always will be that aspect with Facebook, though, where it's a little bit more personal. Like Twitter, you know, if you don't have a private account, anyone can search. The problem with Twitter, it. too, is Twitter, you lose it so fast in the feed. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know what I mean? I got like 20,000 followers, but how many yeah. see it? Like 400 see something I tweet. But in that Facebook group, you know, whatever the last thing that's up there is on top. So, yeah. you know, when they go on, they'll get a notification. So that seems to work better for getting like, I think I posted one something today about how do you teach screening? Cause I'm intrigued. I've done this for 30 years and I still have problems teaching them to properly screen. So I'm just wondering if anybody has any good ideas. So that's where it's kind of used, but that's something I would delve, I would, for you, I would delve into and look in. People are looking for group. They're looking for community is what they're looking sure. for. So social media will definitely be a big part of what um, we talk or what I talk about, at least in some of the content I developed for you and for this coaching month program. but. I do want to go back to just the general success on the court for a bit. Like, I know you talked that, you know, you had all these four Mr. Basketballs and some of it was getting the right guys, but there's got to be more to it. I'd like to get more from you, what you think are kind of some of your principles, your, what, what leads you to your success on the court. I mean, three state championships, right? And right. two Yeah, three runners up, which are the worst. Runners up are the worst. I'm just telling you. I had one of those. I had one of those in uh, in high school. They're horrible. You're almost better losing in the second round. I'm telling you. Yeah. You're almost better. Yeah. So I think I think with the transformation that has happened in my coaching career is, um, and that I've seen is it what we were just talking about. I think how I coached 25 years ago and how I coach now is not the same. just with the times, you'll be a dinosaur. Bobby Knight is a prime example of that. Coach K is yeah. a example of the other way. You know, he's adjusted to one and done. So I think as a high school coach, you have to do the same thing. You can't coach the way, unless you get that special community, you can't coach maybe the way you did 25 years ago. Um, I think one of my superpowers is I've been able to adjust to that over time. X's and O's and things. If you, you know, I used to run the swing. I don't run the swing anymore. I used to do, you know, because the game is point line is changed. You know, the, the analytics has changed it. So. I think from there's two things. First of all, as a coach, you have to you have to be willing to change. And it's really about convincing this is for boys, the boys side. It's really convincing them to do what they don't necessarily want to do. And you can do that through community and you can do that through them knowing that you really got their back. It's not parenting, but it's it's kind of like because that they're they're more engaged with each other than they've ever been. But they're actually more disengaged, to be honest with you. They're the, the, those close connections aren't, you know, the TikTok thing that got 1300 views or, uh, uh, you know, 55,000, whatever they make, the, they, they think there's a connection, but there is. So I think from a coaching standpoint, that connection and that community is so important. So I think that's one of the key, one of the secret sauces that we've really been able to do. And then I think the other one is the X's and O's that we've been willing to change. If you would have seen, you know, Wesley's team in 04 or five, or even my 09 team who had Vander Blue played for the Lakers for a little bit in the D league. Hey, I hope you're enjoying the podcast. 
but most people don't go hey on their podcasts. Anyway, make sure you subscribe and like. Um, lots of lots of ways that you can help us out that don't cost you one penny. You can subscribe and like and leave a review. We really do appreciate those. Here, you can do that on YouTube. Go over and cheat hoops. There's thousands of videos over there. You can. Um, Use our Amazon link down below, www.teachhoops.com backslash Amazon. So anytime you do any shopping, especially if you're listening to this over Christmas, um, we get a small little commission and it help, doesn't cost you anything else. doesn't cost anybody anything other than Amazon, I guess. Um, and then uh, helps us with our hosting fees. And then if you really want to help, help us out, you can come over and join teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better. Um, you know, I am here to help. I am here to serve. One of the reasons I got into coaching was help kids, help other players, help coaches. Um, you know, I, there's no hidden agenda here. You know, we're not playing. Um, but I have been through it. I have coached at every level. I've done, I've done those youth tournaments. I've done, you know, won multiple state titles. I've, you know, I, I know what you're going through. Trust me. Um, and I can help. So let me know in any way if I can do that. And let's get back to the podcast. Yep. Unbelievable athletes, like crazy good. Like we were up and down the court, like it was a track. Like we would trap you when you got off. And then you go to a team that I had three years ago with Chris Knight, who's at Dartmouth right now. And we would literally beat you 43-40 because that's what we had to do with that team, you know? And now if you saw this year's team, it's like, well, we're shooting more threes than we've ever shot in 30 years of coaching. So I think that you have to be willing to get outside that comfort zone from the X's and O's. So I think it's when you can get a mix of those two things, oh man, it's like, it's like Nirvana. It's like crazy. Good. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and that's what I think has been the ability for me to be able to stay around for a long time. Obviously winning helps that, but I think, you know, if I was doing what I was doing 10 years ago, we'd be losing. So I think that those two things are that secret sauce. And what we were going to, what you were saying is the social media part is, you know, I'm a stats teacher. I teach statistics. So the statistics have changed things a lot. There's a reason kids don't shoot 12 footers anymore because the math doesn't dictate it um, unless they move the line yeah. back or they do some things. So I love that combination too, statistics with basketball. And I keep thinking back to the shot chart graphic I saw maybe a week ago where they showed that the uh, 200 most popular shots in the NBA. You yes. saw that one too? Yeah. All perimeter and then right. That's it. Ago, it was battered all throughout inside the three point line. And the thing is, I have a, I have about, I have like a five. I know I have like a 5'9", 5'10", 5'9", I'll give him 5'9", 5'9", point guard. That his game is mid-range. Yeah. No one, no one knows how to defend it. I said, yeah. I said, Junior, this is your game because you have to be able to shoot that shot like it's a layup. He goes, What do you mean? I go, That has to be like if you get it open because you're you're not big for even for you know Division One, which is the highest level in our state. You know, you're you're five eight, five nine. You're not going to get to the rack. You have to be able to hit that ten footer like it's a layup, and you'll get them because no one knows how to defend them. No one's working on it. People are working on how to defend the three point line and how to defend the layup. So part of me, if we go back to this part, part of me over here says there's there's an opening on that mid-range that everyone's going to go the, those. Ex so my mind is going, okay, well. The regression to the mean, right? I mean, it is. It guy. is. <laughs> and it's like the, the swing back to that mid-range game is going to come in the next seven to eight years. You wait. Um, I'm yeah. just how it's going to come because everyone kind of follows the nba you know trickles it's kind of like trickle down but i think the line needs to move back at high school i'm just not sure when that's going to happen that yeah i agree with that too it's, that's it's this yeah that's a lot of lines to repaint that's a lot of lines yeah. to repaint yeah i went back to my high bay area um around christmas time and our our court still hasn't been painted in i think 12 years or so <laughs> right <laughs> right been, right which is crazy i mean uh, i know but hey I, I understand you know you got only budget for certain things 
So it's, it's tough. And that's a lot of kind of what BSN Sports is trying to, to help. But so we talk about current state of high school basketball a lot. That was one of the notes I wanted to keep uh, kind of ask you a little bit about. We kind of covered that really the last 10 minutes. My only other question on that would be, do you think there still are quite a few coaches that maybe haven't caught on to the, the craze that's, you know, trickling down from the NBA already where you shoot only threes? So there's still kind of some dinosaurs out there. That I think there are, but I, I definitely think are, there are. And I'm also a non-shot clock guy. Mm -hmm. um, and I know you grew up with a shot clock if you're from California. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and the reason is I think high school basketball is this, is this very unique thing. We play halves too, and you guys probably play quarters. So yeah, quarters. I think what makes high school unique is it doesn't look vanilla. Like a lot of NBA games and a lot of college games look very similar. I think what makes high school basketball very unique is that Wisconsin doesn't have a shot clock and California does. You know, I, we're not getting them ready to go play collegiate basketball, to be honest with you. How many kids in California actually go and play collegiate basketball? I just think what makes it unique is is it, be, it, it adds to that chess match of coaching. Yeah, I mean, I, I would say the coaches go back. What was the question again? I got off on, once I get on the shot clock tirade. Yeah, I, I'm just curious if, if do you feel like, uh, you know, most coaches have kind of figured it out now. The whole I do, I do, I do. I think, I think. Uh, so was it a little late? Like, did it maybe take uh, a little bit longer for some, or did they kind of seem to catch on like it sounds like you have pretty quickly? No, and I think social media helps with that, too. I think it's caught on yeah. faster than it did 10 years ago. Um, you know, the, 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 to be honest with you, I, and I've said this on my podcast, the court's not big enough at the high school level. Yeah. It's too small yeah. for the bodies. Um, it needs to be, and it definitely isn't big enough at the at the collegiate level or the NBA level. Yeah. They need to make it longer or wider or something because these bodies are not normal. And I can even see it, you know, 84 feet is not long enough at the high school level. Um, but there's no Just way. Just make sure you tack one, one suicide sprint off that when they, when they make the courts longer. Make right. sure you make the players one less sprint. <laughs> yeah, I know. Something. Give them more time on the clock when they do that. No, but I think there's, there's easy ways. You know, my, my I, I tell my wife when I retire, one of my things that I'm going to try to do is get rid of the jump ball in high school basketball. Why do we have a jump yeah. ball? We have one jump yeah, ball. They, the officials can't throw it. And it's like, and there's no, you're not going to practice. You don't practice how to deal with the jump ball because there's one of them. Like, wanna, let the home team or the visiting team have the ball. And there's either way, both teams get the ball twice at the start of it or i guess it's for the half it's one right if there's no other yeah. jump balls you each get it once and it's like you're eventually going to go to their team their thing and then you'll get it yeah. first i don't know because <laughs> he's you know you got an accountant throwing the ball up it's not like he's doing this professionally you know he's working yeah, yeah yeah all right um so another uh area i'd love to get some of your thoughts on or like uh just some advice for up-and-coming coaches who are you know young in the game imagine yourself in 15 years ago as you're getting into this world what what would some advice what would you give this uh path to you uh i'd find a mentor um someone that you can lean on and talk to especially early i had several of them i would also you never can stop learning you know obviously i'm a book person you can see that yeah and i love audible audible is the best invention ever because i can walk the dogs and listen to a book so never stop learning is the other thing i would tell um and then don't be stubborn you know i'm gonna be a man guy well you might move to a community that everyone's five seven you're not gonna be a man guy if everyone's five seven so yeah. you know just be open to new things um keep learning um and find a mentor if i think if you do those your career will you know and remember you're 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 grooming young men or young women they don't rem to be honest with you they don't remember the wins and losses they do remember the big ones if you want to say they remember those they remember like the year we won the state title with wesley in 05 
um, I have them fill out an exit thing. And their biggest thing was the road trips we took, the bus trip. You know, we went to, yeah, we took, we went to St. Dinner, Louis, all, all that stuff. They won the first school state title, and that was like fourth on their list. It's like, yeah. so just perspective is sometimes hard for us because we're all competitive and want to win. But in the long term, it's not necessarily that stuff. And it's easier for the old dog, the porch dog, to see that than the, you know, the young puppy. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. The puppies is harder, yeah. Yeah. Another uh, topic that's that's kind of buzzing right now lately is the whole concept of sports specialization. So, say you got a freshman coming in, all they want to do is play basketball, coach. I'm just going to play four years of basketball. What are your thoughts on that? Uh, um, I don't. I like multiple sport athletes. I like guys that will compete. Now, I can. We in a big school, it's hard to play three sports. Like in our school, we're over 2,500. Yeah. It is really hard to be competitive in three sports. When by the time you get to high school, before high school, kids should play as many sports as they humanly possible. There'll be there's studies have been done. The studies have done less injuries, better for competitiveness, better for lifelong learning, all that stuff. Before they're yep. 15, they should play as many sports as they can. They will have less knee injuries, less ankle injuries, all that, because they're basically cross training. Once you get to high school, I don't love single sport athletes. I love multiple sport athletes. Um, uh, I've had a bunch of NFL guys come through my thing that are, you know, like three or four of them that are playing in the NFL. And they were great. Ba- I mean, you know, they were great basketball yep. players. They were good basketball players they went great basketball they're good basketball players but a great athlete but it, they were playing with their friends they, they you know they still have memories of those so um you know i would say a minimum of two I, I i love i'm just to be honest with you when i'm picking a team i'm picking the competitive you know yeah. I, I tell a story of like when i was growing up we couldn't play board games in our family because yeah. no one would talk to each other for like a week after we played monopoly they're so competitive <laughs> play monopoly so that's the kind of player i'm looking for and the ones that do that play more than one sport and it's also better physically for them there's a time and a place to become a one sport athlete it's the stats teacher in me it's a very small part of that bell-shaped curve it's the ones that should be playing a yeah on EYBL. Those are the, those kids. Okay. I get it. The LeBron's of the world. Don't even get on the football field. Just, just play basketball. <laughs> yes. And I get those kids, but they are one half yeah. of 1%, you know, yeah. Um, playing games you, are you fun. You see but... a lot of uh, college coaches that like, there's something I've seen recently where uh, coach Orgeron LSU goes to high school campuses and he says, you know, what's his, what's his a hundred time? What's his, uh, did he play basketball too? He wants to know that he's more interested. Right. Seen that same with, coaches yeah i have and the thing is they want to know like um like jake ferguson who's a tight end for the badges this year he's a sophomore i think is he a sophomore anyway the head coach came watch basketball pro- like they want to yeah. see that they, and they want to see that they're competitive jake yeah. was a good basketball player but he wasn't a you know all conference player. he was a good player he would can he'd run through that wall if i told him yeah to. and that's what they want to see so i i love I, and the problem is it's like I, I i give my students life lessons every day Usually it's about follow the money. All this specialization is about a lot of people making a lot of money on your kid. I'm telling yeah. you right now, yeah. it really is not about them becoming, you know, this NCAA basketball play. No, it's about somebody making a buck on your kid. Um, yeah. And there's good ones out there. Don't get me wrong. There's great people that will help you and play as many sports. You're only in high school. I preach that from the highest mountain. To be honest with you. Awesome. All right. So I'm pretty much ready to wrap up here. The only other thing I'd love to get, uh, 
thoughts from you on are just uh, in general your your podcast and your uh, website and YouTube videos. Is there anything that you want to say to kind of represent that? Or what you can expect? No, I mean, the, first of all, uh, probably 80 percent of the stuff I put out there is free. You know, I just like yeah. I'm putting out my podcast. I'm putting out mm -hmm. YouTube channel. I'm tweeting stuff, and then Teach Hoops is basically I have a subscription service for basketball coaches. So I just literally got off a phone with a coach from San Diego before you and I talked and we were just talking basketball. So it's, I love you know, San Diego. yeah, yeah, yeah. I like San Diego. I'd move to San Diego. Um, oh, man. <laughs> but anyway, so that's why, you know, it's part of like, you know, it's time. It's like, basically people are paying for my time and resources. So um, yeah, I, I think teach hoops is a great thing. I and do. the podcasting, I'm assuming you're, you're pretty passionate about it you're gonna it's good it's good it's uh it you, trust me I, I put out five a week in co basketball coach unplugged and one a week in high school hoop. it's uh it's it's a job trust me i like doing it but it's yeah it's yeah. <laughs> hey that, now that i think about it about what happened with kobe but um, it's crazy i had mentioned to you in an email prior about a, a brand ambassador that we're working with his name is mike Procopio. He actually trained Kobe no. for quite a bit. He also worked with the Mavs, I think, for like four or five years at Dallas Mavericks. And it does a lot of like personal consulting now. Um, I mean, obviously right now it probably isn't the best time. I'm sure he's, you know, just oh, as yeah. devastated if not more than most people. But I think in the future, if you'd be interested at all, Mike has been featured. I think he did the Coach 2 podcast the other day. Okay. Um, maybe a different one, a, bas a different basketball. Starting to kind of uh, dive into the social. Yeah, give them podcast. my stuff. I usually, um, I'm telling you, I'll be honest. I usually batch these things. So once basketball season's over, I'm in full throttle until next basketball season. So okay. like, I literally have like the next six weeks already in the queue. They're done. I don't yeah. even want to think yeah. about it. You know, it's like. So in the uh, summers, you typically kind of just take that time off and refresh. Yeah. So I, in the spring and the fall is basically when I go and I'll I'm I'm doing interviews on weekends at night and all that stuff because I'm just trying to get material at that point. Even like a next fall thing, you know, there's okay. no rush on it. But I think I mean, man, he, he I've talked to him a few times and like he knows basketball. And He'd be great. Awesome. He'd be great. Very I'm always looking for. I'm always looking. I'm always looking for yeah. new content. So. Okay. Cool. Awesome. Well, I have nothing else, so thanks again, man. I really appreciate it. This stuff will be going out. I'll be creating some content uh, for the end of February. Uh, okay. It'll be going out then. I want to also do some stuff down the road. I mean, I'm, I'm going to have quotes from this interview that I feel like I can turn into, you know, three or four different articles. Um, okay, perfect. Even if it's just a quote or two of you, of you and I kind of plug it. But thanks again, man. Awesome. And, uh, no problem. What's going on. And, All right. Um, Anytime. Yeah, I see this. I see the Under Armour shirt. We work with Under Armour a lot. So I do. I won't tell you that we're college town right now. I won't tell you that, but you know, oh. I, I won't tell you that. But we have some, we have a, we have a BCN. BCN's been trying, BCN's been working hard to try to get into our district hard. They've been working hard. Yeah. Yes, that has. Wait, who has been working hard? You guys have been working hard to get in. I don't know who the rep is. I don't know who the rep is, but. Um, I don't either. To be honest, I know nothing about the sales side here yet. I just do marketing. <laughs> They've been working hard, but yeah, they're one of your they're one of your rivals. College Town's one of your rivals, so yeah. Interesting. Okay. Well, yeah. either way, I mean, I'll shoot you another email, and if you want to give us sizes and stuff, we can send you some free Under Armour stuff. Oh, that'd be awesome. You know what I'm looking? What What I love is dry fit. Like when I yeah, we have a lot of that. Love that t-shirt stuff. Oh my god. Yeah. Oh, so no. so I'll reach out back to you about that and the shipping address, and then I'll keep you posted about the content and all that. Awesome. Thank you. Thanks, man. Yep. See ya. Bye.
Hey, everybody, I hope you enjoyed the podcast. Make sure you subscribe, like, jump up and down, like I say. Um, tell your friends. That would be a good thing. Yeah, sell it. share this on social media. And then also go over and check out teachweeps.com for coaches who want to get better. Have a great day. Sports Social Podcast Network.